the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This is the day before Thanksgiving, and we are going to have a lot of talk about Thanksgiving, second hour and third hour. But for right now, I want to spend a little time on what we're all living through. There is a concerted effort, and there has been, for really 25 years, but the last, since 2006 to now, the most, where if we could divide people, the political corruption system that we call a government could succeed, could become very, very powerful, and it's worked. It's worked beautifully. So when I come in today, and CNN has on for six hours about um, the case that everybody knew the defendants were guilty, when the three white guys killed the black jogger, I don't, I don't think that's political. I don't think Republicans sided with the white guys. And then only the Democrats sided with the victim. No, that's not true. Because we have character. We have an understanding of right and wrong. And we demand it. We've allowed politicians and we've allowed their apparatchiks in what is supposed to be media, but is really nothing more than a collectivist propaganda wing, to stoke the flames of hatred and continue to divide people. Rather than, I don't know a person that didn't think that those three wretched human beings who killed the jogger were guilty. I don't, I don't know one. And I'm glad. I'm proud I don't know one. But I only associate with decent people. I try to stay away from Democrats at all costs. And uh, what they want to do now is celebrate this as some sort of victim, victory. It's, it has, one has nothing to do with the other. Guilty, go to jail. I, I, I'd be perfectly content with life sentences or capital punishment. I'm, I'm fine with all of it. And I want, I want the same to be done for everybody who commits these horrific acts. And I think we should start with an example of these three, if that'll make the Democrats feel good. And then right after that, we could do Daryl Brooks. I'm in. Let's do that. It's all winner, winner, chicken dinner, right? That's what I want to do. I think that's wonderful. But I, I would think that after years of watching the Democrat mafia, and in some cases rightfully so, condemn corporatism that has bought and sold politicians, owned them, employed them, and bribed them. I would think that when a Democrat president goes to the founder of the Carlisle Group's house for Thanksgiving dinner, rather than focusing on the fact that, sure, it's a $30 million estate, well, no kidding. The Carlisle Group has corrupted our government system and our monetary system to the tunes of 
tens of billions, hundreds of billions. And by the time Biden is done, it will be trillions. Because that is where Joe Biden is. Joe Biden is with the founder of the Carlisle Group. Now, I remember after September 11th, I don't know, am I the only one that remembers um, the pushback of how the Bushes were attached to all of the companies that were heavily invested in defense contracts that were going to make a fortune if the Bush, Bushes were allowed to go to war? And uh, it was corruption. It was obvious corruption. And to a certain point, I agreed with that. I really did. See, because I can reject wrong on every front because to me right and wrong is not politics it's just right and wrong so when our economy is bastardized and it is a pay-to-play system and there are lobbyists and there are bag men and there are packs and they're all in on the scam i reject it all when the bushes are involved i'm the first one to reject it if somebody that was attached to donald trump and in many cases The lobbyists he hired were. I rejected it, and I called it out. But for the media to go silent on what is obvious, obvious corruption and an admission of corruption, like Joe Biden spending Thanksgiving on a Nantucket Nantucket Island estate. It isn't about the $30 it's worth that bothers me. Not at all. If it was somebody who actually invented something and created something and did something of honesty... Good for you, because I love that about America. I love capitalism when it's honest, when it's corrupt, whether it's selling dime bags or whatever the hell they measure their hair around in, I don't know, on a street corner, or it's corrupting Wall Street, you're the same scum to me. And that's how I view David Rubenstein, in my opinion, because that's what the Carlisle group to me is. So that's why I didn't get too excited when the uh, Virginia governorship, although I love the fact that McAuliffe lost, I was well aware uh, that the guy who won was, was affiliated with the Carlisle Group. I've been watching what's been going on with the bastardization of capitalism. And I understand when you cut these infrastructure bills, just in the infrastructure bill alone, the Carlisle Group has positioned itself to be at the forefront of every single scam. They have been heavily investing in green energy boondoggles since Joe Biden successfully usurped the office through a bunch of scandalous Democrat voter returns. But I think this is newsworthy. I think rather than, than CNN running 24 hours of racism, 24 hours of race division, 24 hours of misinformation. I was optimistic that there would be somebody out there, even our famed Fox, that would point out exactly what David Rubenstein is. See, but they can't now. Because they love Dave Rubenstein and the Carlisle Group when they were corrupting our capitalist system through the Republicans. They didn't say much then, and they should have. But until we can decipher what actual right from wrong is, We're going to play this, what do they say? Sometimes the country swings to the right. Sometimes it swings to the left. Well, I got news for you. That's not how it is supposed to be. The country is supposed to stand for principles of Americanism. That's it. Clear and present. When right is right, fine. When wrong is wrong, let it be wrong for everybody involved. So to me, this is the real shame of things. 
the real shame of things, because what the Democrats have mastered to do, as you just see, Nancy Pelosi, the insult of all insults, $25 million estate in Florida. Why, you Botoxed bimbo, you. You destroyed California. Your neighbors in California and your constituents, their biggest problem is human feces in the streets as it is imploding in poverty and failure. You have made half, what a, what a 500 Right? 500, is it 500 million dollars? 500 million dollars, Nancy Pelosi and her husband? Half a billion dollars that you admit to. Not all your other scandalous acts that you've gotten away with. And what you're going to do now is flee the scene of the crime and go over to Florida? The ultimate hypocrisy. As that is the only state left that, well, not all, the only, but one of the only states left that Democrats haven't completely destroyed. And the Democrat parties and the supporters and the minions and the butter-handed socialists and Marxists just take it. I don't know if that's my favorite part or the most offensive part. But it's preposterous to me. That the people who put these people in because they think they're going to mitigate fairness turn a blind eye to open corruption, open and obvious failure. And then the cherry on the Sunday, they don't associate with you. In their off time, they're making fun of all of the Democrat voters, all of them. I've always understood this as I saw the welfare roaches and those people who wanted to be in on the corruption. Just be happy with the crumbs as they paid homage and kissed the feet of the Don. That has too often been a government employee or politician. So this isn't capitalism anymore. America doesn't have a system of capitalism. And the problem I have is it has sold the idea of collectivism, of Marxism, of socialism under the guise that these political whores are going to be anything other than what they naturally are born to be. Corrupt, bald-faced frauds. Whether it's got Botox in the face like Nancy Pelosi or it's a walking stiff like Joe Biden. It's despicable and disgraceful. And you just sit there. And when they ask a question, you just take the answer. Nancy Pelosi was asked about an obvious pay-off scheme to the most corrupt people between the Democrats' scum lawyers and the corporatists who have the, own the companies and these little hubs of corruption that all they want is to not pay taxes and to keep more of the money they too often have stolen through corruption like the Carlisle Group has done. Thank you for that question. As a supporter of that particular measure in the bill, I want to just say, and thank you for... Oh, my God. Now, what she's trying to stammer through and clear the 80 years of phlegm and God knows what's left over from the parties that she used to jump on the tables for. As she's trying to get through that, she's asked about the SALT deduction and the specific tax breaks given to the corporatist scum that occupy Democrat mafia hubs like Chicago, Illinois, like San Francisco, like New York and New Jersey, and anywhere else these mafia members have destroyed for common people as they live in the lap of luxury far away from them. I need to clarify what that is about. That's not about tax cuts for wealthy people. It's about services for America's, the American people. I I mean, can you clear your throat? Can you clear your throat? I could hear the 80 years of stupid in your voice. It's just hanging there in your throat. Our communities where we have taken care of our people, education, transportation, health care, all of the issues that public service 
brings to people was slashed by the Trump administration. And we're just turning that over. What specifically was slashed during the Trump administration? All of those arenas you mentioned, what specifically? But a reporter will not interrupt her. They will let her continue with her bald, old-faced lie. So this isn't about who gets the tax cut. It's about which states get the revenue that they need in order to meet the needs of the people. And that is a fight. Now, what she's admitting is that these so-called successful blue states that we all know are nothing more than ghettos and soon-to-be ghettos are underwritten by the federal government. They're subsidized. It's not a tax cut. It's a welfare handout subsidy where you have decided not to penalize people of your choice at the cost of everybody else. All the poor people, all the ones that don't travel because of the cost that nobody wants to talk about, the rising costs and the failures. All of those people will subsidize all of these millionaires. And the Democrat Party in total says nothing. They just take it. That I will continue to make. No, it isn't. It isn't the result. Most of it, that isn't the result. The fact is, is that the the uh, dynamism that is injected into our states for the people is what is important here, and we're not going to have our states with their hands tied behind their back because. So all of the morons that continue to vote Democrat and wallow in the failure, corruption, and ghettos. That these overlords inhabit. All of you. They're doing this for you. Joe Biden's at the head of Carlisle Group's, one of his numerous multi-multi-million dollar estates, for you. They're doing it for you. And old lady Nancy Pelosi, get off the table, Nancy. She bought the $25 million seaside estate. Not just because she knows global warming is an absolute fraud. But she did it for you. All of those people wallowing in tents and fecal in California. This is for you. How much of this do Democrats, you just put mustard on it and eat it, you stupid morons. The former president in the tax scam that they put out there, giving 83% of the benefits to the top 1% in our country. This is 100% of the benefits to the most corrupt scumbags, the ones who can maintain that are in on the scam in the Democrat mafia, heavily run states and cities. And in the meantime, you just live in your tent and pee in the street. 312-642-5600. Carlisle Global Infrastructure Team invests in long-term projects spanning transportation, energy, digital, water, renewables, and power sectors globally. This, is, this used to be called front-running because this sounds almost verbatim as to what all that funny money is going into. Remember digital? Oh, digital. Yeah, that's going to bring Internet to all areas in rural. Hey, they did it for you, farmers. In the meantime, this corrupt corporatist example of fraud, the Carlisle Group, is heavily invested in everything that's going to get that funny money. It is a great scam if you're in on it. They know where all the money's going, and they got all the companies that are going to get the contracts. This is open fraud. You know, maybe uh, the FBI should investigate mothers and fathers 
that go to board uh, school board meetings. I think that's what the FBI should be doing. Absolutely. I mean, after all, we don't want to free them up for something like, where in the hell is the president going for Thanksgiving? You have to be such a low-life scumbag or completely in on this scam. Because if you're in on it, you are licking your chops, boy. Because that 1.7, you'll be lucky if they don't pass the budget reconciliation with all of the other fraud in it by the time Thanksgiving dinner is, or dessert is served. David in Bensonville. Hey, I uh, wonder, I'm on board with all your criticism of Democratic voters. What is it that makes, I, and I vote Republican, but what, what makes Republican voters as a whole better? Because I, I'm not I, seeing any. I, I don't know if you, heard, if you heard the beginning. I felt this way about the Carlisle Group when George Bush Sr. worked for them after he left the presidency. I'm, I, I, believe me when I tell you, I rejected it when W. Bush, that moron that he was, set them up in all kinds of defense contracts. I thought that the, the criticism he received was accurate. So I believe me, I, I, I could care less about the Republicans. I think 80% of them are scum. So I am not here to tell you, oh, the Republicans are the good guys in this story. I'm not. I'm telling you until all people, all American people reject this kind of open corruption. I got news for you. Dress like the tidy bowl man because it's over. What do you think about that? <laughs> I get I get you. Thank you, David. I appreciate it. Dave in Downers Grove. Uh, yes, Sean. You know, even your, even your newscast names the three white guys that killed the black guy, Audrey. You know, I think that's great. I think they should do that for every crime, like the 15... Black guys that smashed and grabbed at Louis Vuitton, or oh, I want to do it. I want to do political party. I don't even like doing race. I want to do political oh, no, party. They should. They, yeah. No, but they do it. So why not do it? No. Well, I mean, that's what this is all about. You're not going to get me to lie to you. The whole reason it's on CNN like a loop is because they couldn't get the the riots that they anticipated, or that they stoked, or that they wanted with the Rittenhouse case. So they're trying to get them now. The only difference is I don't know who right. the hell is going to riot. Who doesn't think this that that this was just that these three morons killed the kid jogging. It's outrageous. It's outrageous, and they should fry. And then before the chair cools down, they should take Brooks, Daryl Brooks, and they should put him in the chair. Then I got to look at the face of that little boy that that just died. Are you out of your mind? You know, that's what I want. I want, how about this for an idea? Forget about right and left. I want right and wrong. That's what I want. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate the call very much. Robert in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Very good. How are you? First of all, happy Thanksgiving to you and all the listeners out there. For, and keep up the good work. Sure. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. The reason I was calling today is we were getting get, um, high gas prices, food shortages on the shelves, the stuff sitting out there, and you got old windmill arms up there. Her voice is going out. She's probably having too much ice cream <laughs> at her house there, you know, but... Yeah. but when is this stuff gonna? When is this stuff gonna end? I mean, this is just getting it's so gonna ridiculous. End when, it's going to end when people, and I mean this, when people who who think that this is about political parties realize the Republicans and the Democrats have the same bank, and until they're rejected by their voters, this will continue to happen. Because the reality is, I, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's above eighty of Americans don't know, don't care, and can't pass an Econ One Hundred and One class. And until they figure out that they're the useful idiots, they're going to continue to be idiots. Thank you very much. See, that's what I do. That's why I don't come out here and tell you all Republicans are good. No, no, no. You know who you got to thank for the, the money that will be paid to Carlisle Group? Adam Kinzinger. He's a Republican. And 12 other. So you got a baker's dozen, 13 in total. 
All of them. I wonder if any of the groups, this would be interesting. Too bad we don't have an investigative reporter or an FBI. I wonder if any of the groups that are going to get the money from infrastructure that are owned by the Carlyle Group. See, because this is how you could wash the money. I wonder if any of those companies they have an interest in are going to give campaign contributions to any of the 13 Republicans that voted for it. What do you think? Oh, I bet your rivers won't take that bet. 312-642-5600. Hey! Got to, got to pay back. Revenge. It's like my favorite one. Love it. The music was music. Did you know I heard, and I don't know if it's true, that Democrat scum, the one, the, the, the woman hiding behind the giant nose, the witch, Mary Lemansky, apparently she cut a, a, a rap music video after she was thrown out of her job. See what you could do. I'm sure she's really talented. I'm guessing the song's going to sound a little nasally. That's just me. All right. Glenn in Lakeview. Hey, Sean. So I completely agree with you on the whole commentary about the handouts and in all the blue states and the blue cities. But my question for you is, I mean, in a place like Chicago, I feel like for decades, the government policy has made the black community dependent on all these handouts. And and that's what keeps them, you know, still impoverished. What what can be done to to try to get out of that and make the black community realize these policies are not helpful for them? Well, throughout the world, not just America, but throughout the world, there have been different different nationalities, different backgrounds, different ethnicities, different religions that have been lived that had to live in ghettos because of bad governments. The only way, and the only way, that those people can get out of them is through a form of capitalism, not charity. There has never been in the history of man a charity that has removed people from a ghetto. Because what people don't understand, or what people seem to have a hard time understanding, is that only the the people themselves can change the way they live through character. And what changes that character is the dignity one feels from earning his life rather than being given his life. And you know this yourself through your own experience. And just think back to the people you know who grew up as spoiled children. Are they good people? But so, is there, I mean, what, what, how do you bring that awareness then? Well, how, we're, how we're individuals. I think, I think until we start to recognize that we're individuals. And when you, have, when you have freedom and you have individuality, there will be people that make very good choices. There will be people that make okay choices. And then there will be people that are, make very bad choices. Maybe we should stop rewarding the people that make very bad choices. I think we should start there. Thanks very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. That went totally different than I thought it was because when I saw the comment, it was about Trump taxes. And I I, I love to talk about Trump taxes, and I'll tell you why. People don't think about this. Do you know why a lot of people who don't like Trump, including Republicans, always refer to Trump's taxes? There are three ways to make income under capitalism. There are three ways. You can earn it, earned income. You can take the money you earn and invest it and receive revenue through passive income. Or you can take the money you earn and invest it and just have value and then cash out, like in stocks that don't pay dividends. Passive income is when you buy real estate. When you buy real estate, 
the reason you have the, you pay taxes differently than income is because you don't have what you receive is not income. You also have to pay something called real estate taxes. So if you were to ever to add up how much real estate taxes people who own real estate portfolios own, I think you'd be astonished to see how many hundreds of billion or hundreds of millions of dollars those people pay, especially as their portfolio is large. Now, when you hold, when you earn your money in through those three different categories, rightfully so, there are three different ways to pay taxes. One, you could throw up all your costs against it. Whatever you have left is taxable if you don't use it to pay off debt. If you have debt, you're actually not making money. That's why a lot of people are always attacking real estate investors and they say they don't pay taxes. What they don't understand is the taxes that they pay, uh, the massive, massive real estate taxes, affords the kind of corruption that politicians like. See, it goes to pay them. It goes to pay the workers. It goes to pay all kinds of things. So the notion that real estate people don't pay taxes is more of an ignorance level than it is a fact. They do pay taxes, not to mention the taxes on all of the items that they buy to maintain those properties. So in some cases, they pay often way more in taxes than they would if they earn that income in other ways. Now, the other question, and I've always wanted to ask this about capital gains, you hear this attacked by the Nancy Pelosi's. They paid the taxes in the first place. That's how it became their capital. So it is the true definition of double and sometimes triple taxation. But these are complex issues, and they don't make little splash lines that can, that can buy people's anger. Because if you haven't been watching, the Democrats exist on stoking sometimes very little righteous and then contorted anger, most often unrighteous anger. That's what they've mastered. Because the people who support the Nancy Pelosi's, the people who support the Joe Bidens, they are willing to tolerate their open and notorious corruption. Because they think they're getting something in the end when all they're getting is played. And I think people need to start understanding that. Angel Inglewood. Oh, well, hallelujah. Greetings. I'm thankful that you know the difference between right and wrong. Oh, thank you. That's very sweet. I, I agree with. I agreed with both the verdicts, and Reverend Dr. Prophet King said that the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners should sit down at the table of brotherhood together, because together we have the number, and because we love America, and we're not going to let these sanctuary settlers have it without a fight. What do you think? I think I love your call. I think I love okay, your then call. I'll call again. I absolutely love it, and, I, and I'm thankful you called. And how do you like that? I really mean it. I love it. Thank you so much for calling, and thank you more for listening. I appreciate that. And see, that's what you need. Because right and wrong, that's what the politicians don't want us to focus on. They don't want us to focus on that. Because if we keep focusing on this hatred that they're able to stoke, 90, 95% of it unjust, they get to buy mansions seaside the whole time telling you the oceans are going to rise does that bother anybody else because that bothers the hell out of me i gotta we gotta spend trillions of dollars because the oceans are going to rise every one of these son of a dogs likes to buy multi-million dollar properties next to the ocean like me you're wrong it's a scam we need to focus on it and maybe if we do maybe maybe if we do we can turn this thing around Because this country became the strongest and the wealthiest, not because of its politicians, but because of its economic system that allowed people to work and build their way out of ghettos without the approval or the corruption 
of a politician, a future led by these Democrats. And I say Democrats because that's what they call themselves. What they really are are collectivists, corporatists. They're liars like communist leaders. They didn't mind that the people couldn't eat, that the people couldn't live a quality life because they did. That's why these politicians are trying to destroy a country that didn't need them. Seventy years ago, you didn't need your congressman to go into business. You didn't need a corrupt backdoor loan. You could do it honestly because it was competition of capitalism, not a corporatist world where the only way you can navigate through it is through the government's approval and through the government's okay. And that's what we really need to focus on because we're basically relying on people that are dumb enough to do this. A lot of innovation because of the actions we've taken, things have begun to change. End of quote. In the past three weeks. End of quote. He read end of quote. This man's not capable to be the president. He should be removed because of that. Not to mention, because what he's doing this Thanksgiving is giving everybody that thought he was anything other than a corrupt political whore the finger. And you better wake the hell up. I don't know how he's got an approval rating at 36%. You can tell me. 312-642-5600. The most aggravating part for me is that it's completely avoidable. And the reason that I get so aggravated when when inflation hits, I remember my mother crying because she couldn't pay a bill. I remember the idea of a fun time was that we'd go for a ride. Back then, if you drove, uh, you know, if you went more than six miles, it was like a big trip. If you remember back in the 70s? And we didn't have a lot of money, but my mother had this beautiful 1969 two-door Oldsmobile 98. What a car that was. Nassau blue with the white top. And she used to say, come on, let's go for a ride. Because no matter what we didn't have, this is before cable TV. This is when you had three channels. No matter what was on, it wasn't as good as just going for a ride. I still, to this day, I love going for a ride. And when you're poor and you're going for a ride, you get to drive past the car lots and you look at all the cars and you say, boy, one day I'm going to have one of those. And you drive past the good neighborhoods. Say, boy, one day I'm going to live like that. I'm going to figure it out. I don't know how. But it's inspiring to have the freedom of mobility. It's inspiring. And that's the one thing I, I was always very thankful for. So when I see gas go up, and it's now $50 to fill up the tank on your car. Well, I was, I was determined to do well. Work four jobs to this day. I'll throw the 50 in. But when I look over, and I see the woman who's got two kids in her car, probably no husband at home, and is so stressed out she's a couple days away from crying because she can't pay her bills, that aggravates the Durbin out of me. It aggravates the Durbin out of me. And I understand how she's going to be deceived in thinking her only answer is this cabal corrupt group of multimillionaires that vacation in estates she'll never be able to drive by as they play games with our lives. And it infuriates me. For drivers, relief can't come soon enough. In just the past year, the average price for a gallon of gas has soared to $3.40. That's $1.29, higher than this time last year. Just fill up my car, it's like $65. Khadijah Baxter and her four kids usually drive to spend Thanksgiving with family, but not this year. Riding around is a nose. You have to fill up again by the end of the week. That's infuriating to me. That's infuriating to me. 
that she can't go with her four kids for a ride. Well, these crooked bastards, they vacation by the ocean. Like they actually made the money. But their political corruption is why this woman cannot drive the car. Make the connection and understand it. The government isn't giving you anything. And it can't do anything right, by the way. So even if it does try to give you something, it's a temporary fix. Like their stupidity of releasing three days worth of oil. It's not even the three days. They didn't even release it to you. It's going to foreign countries. It's like the PPP loans. I knew, and this, is, this was Trump was at the helm. I knew what it was. It was set up to be a fraud. Once again, a temporary band-aid. And I knew the kind of stories we would get from the phony, the phony fake PPP loans that maybe 10% went to honest people. Busted in a payment protection plan con. An OC man is accused of taking millions of dollars from the government and spending it on exotic race cars. Investigators say he went to great lengths to cash in on the business program. KCAL 9 Orange County reporter Stacey Butler with how they say he pulled off the scheme. A Ferrari, a Bentley, a Lamborghini, millions of dollars worth of sports cars purchased with your tax dollars, the feds say, by a scam artist who defrauded a pandemic relief fund. Instead of using the money to, like a legitimate business to, um, you know, help the business of state. That's one guy. Markham, a Democrat hub of corruption. Over 1,400 PPPP loans. How many of them work for the government? They're paying themselves off with everybody else's money who can't afford to take their kids for a ride. And it's sickening. It's sickening. So when I think about what we're going to reflect on this Thanksgiving, we all have blessings to reflect on. But to me, what the greatest blessing is, is that there are some of us alive that want to fight against this corruption, this Marxist mafia pretending to be an altruistic, utopian, socialist government. It isn't. It's a pay-to-play scheme. And I'm excited to be alive because I'm going to fight every day against it. I'm going to pick out the BS. I'm going to expose it. And I'm going to beat them. I don't care if it's just me at the end. I'm going to beat them. What I'm thankful for is I know it's not just me. It's all of you. And that's what I'm thankful for. When we get back, I have a wonderful interview with a wonderful woman. But that'll be after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. guest very much i was introduced to her a couple years now i find her to be fascinating carol delaney philosopher anthropologist author of numerous books and she did it all before it was very easy to do which is why i enjoy talking to her miss delaney how are you i'm fine can you hear me i could hear you beautifully yes oh good i want to thank you so much for joining me and i wanted to talk to you a little bit about 
the fact that you have been an anthropologist for many, many years. You've studied at three different colleges, Harvard, University of Chicago, and Boston, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. And you've written books, and you've studied cultures. And this is kind of what I wanted to talk to you about. I think that many of us, myself included, feel that in a society that has been very successful, steeped in the principles of the Enlightenment, the idea that Americanism was so beneficial for the individual, and now we're being kind of dragged into this collectivist, this collectivism, and it's bothering me tremendously. So I wanted to talk to you about somebody who has studied throughout history various cultures. I wanted to know what your thoughts were on the collapse of so many at one time successful cultures throughout history. And I, I want to know if we have a correlation, if there's a link, and if, in fact, we can change what I think is the collapse of a beautiful society and a beautiful culture of Americanism. Well, I'm not quite sure what you mean about studying the demise of lots of different cultures. I'm not sure. Sh- that's not well, what I've been studying. Well, tell me a little bit about some of the cultures you've recognized that have gone from successful cultures to cultures that have kind of uh, devolved. Again, that's a question I wish I had been sent because I don't know how to answer that. All right. Um, what is what is a culture that you would say uh, the American system kind of relates to through its, its uh, success early on? And then a struggle in the middle. Have you, are there? Are there? Is there one in particular you can kind of coordinate with? No, I really can't. Uh, this is all, right. all beyond me. All right. I just uh, sorry. What about your uh, your your book prior to the book on investigating? Uh, or I mean, your book on investigating culture and your introduction to anthropology. Okay. I also wrote a book about Abraham on trial. All right. Well, let's go with that one. Yeah, but that's a really, that's a much earlier book. It's about the story of Abraham that is in the Bible, which begins the Bible stories. And I've written a very critical study of that. All right. Well, Abraham, Abraham happens, the name Abraham happens to me, and the father is exalted. And apparently the early Israelites came into a culture that is now what we would call Iraq, where a woman was the chief deity and women were priestesses. And I guess they didn't like that. So they just changed everything the reverse. All right. Well, I also wanted to, to touch upon, if you wouldn't mind, a little bit of your Columbus and the quest for Jerusalem. I yeah, want- that's fine. I wanted to uh, kind of refresh people a little bit about the interaction that took place here in America and what you see spoke about um, in regards yeah, to the, the misrepresentation of, of history with Columbus. Yeah, well, people are blaming him for things he did not do, of course. Um, when he came across, he thought he was sailing to China like Marco Polo, and he was planning to set up a trading post like Marco Polo, the profits of which were to be used to take Jerusalem back from the Muslims. And when he got here, of course, he was not on the periphery of China. Um, He liked 
the native people. He learned their language, apparently, and was able to communicate with them. Um, and that's about all I can say at this moment. So when you, when you see the misrepresentation on, on, on a couple of fronts, and you see that he has now been, um, you know, we're witnessing during the Thanksgiving, I, I, I'm witnessing again right. how, how kind of the misrepresentation of history has been happening. And, you know, you don't, you don't get the real story of Squanto, and you don't get the negotiations of, of what, how Squanto helped the pilgrims, and you're seeing kind of a, the bastardization of history. It reminded me of what we have recently been going through with Columbus, and the idea that he was some sort of a slave owner and a, and a, and a, and a conqueror. None of that is particularly true, is it? No, it's not true at all. He liked the natives. He adopted one as his uh, son and learned the native language so he could communicate better with them. He never enslaved anybody. It was the people who came afterwards, sent over by Isabella, who did that. So why is it you think so many people are afraid to touch upon this topic? And so many people are, are, are so gullible. Is it just the, the lack of investigation or is it the fact that um, we've allowed people to present history in, uh, in textbooks that have a political agenda or have some sort of an agenda in order to rewrite history? Well, I just think a lot of people just don't know anything about Columbus. Otherwise, the history books should record the more truthful uh, interpretation of him. But I think they just don't know. And they haven't, there hasn't been a whole lot of research and work about Columbus, except, you know, the things that are not true. Has the rewriting of it come from the Native American uh, history? Have the Native Americans adopted, to your knowledge, have they adopted this philosophy that um, they were enslaved and imprisoned? by the American settlers? You know, I don't know about that, but they certainly wouldn't have said that about Columbus. Wonderful. And in fact, it must have been the people who came over much later, you know, the colonists who were sent over later. And in fact, uh, Christopher Columbus was a benefit to both America and Europe through his, um, through his real mission of making things better. His intention was always to make things better, was it not? Didn't he spend the bulk of the rest of his life at the end um, continuing to work uh, in, in a religious fashion? I mean, he was quite the character when it came to being somebody who was not interested in personal uh, gains as much as he was in a betterment of society. You're absolutely right. And of course, when he hit the shores of America, he thought he was, you know, on the way to China. Yeah. So that's one thing that people don't know about. But, yeah, he be- he eventually became a lay Franciscan monk right. and was very much concerned about the treatment of the natives. Wonderful. And and how was he how was he received when he returned back? I know he had a hard time getting the money and getting the the ability for the for the venture, when he got back, how was he received by the queen at the time and by the people that uh, put him in in that position? Well, that's a very good question, and I really can't remember right now. It must be in my book, but I can't remember. It's been a while since I did this research. All right, I think he was probably you know received very well, but I'm I don't know. All right, well, listen, I want to thank you very much for joining me. 
I really appreciate it, and I still enjoy your works, and I want to thank you so much for writing them. Thank you very much. All right, great. We'll be back with your calls, 312-642-5600. Now, listen, I love I love the, 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 the works that Carol Delaney has written. She really did. In fact, she's written couple of books that uh, touched upon a subject that I thought we were going to be able to talk about. But hey, she wrote them many, many years ago. And as an anthropologist studying culture, she has written textbooks and various other books. And one of the books in particular that I wanted to speak of had a correlation between societies that had been very, very successful and that through political miscalculation and political failure have collapsed. The most obvious is Rome. Less obvious is the strength of Great Britain. I think we are following in those footsteps. I think we are making very, very similar mistakes. And I think it's not too late to save them and to pull out of it. And uh, that was what I wanted to get out of that. Sometimes your wants are not what happens. Michael in Lockport is about to make fun of me. Hi, Michael. Hey, sure. <laughs> You know what? That thing was going south from the beginning. You did job. I, I really commend you. It, it, that was handled it beautifully. I just wanted to tell you. I'll tell you. You uh, want to know, Michael? I got to tell you a story. When I first started doing this, right, I'm filling in, and uh, I'm filling in, and I have to go to Florida for business. So they said, "Can you do it from Florida?" I said, "Yeah, we'll do it from Florida." And I went to the studio, and I didn't know anybody. Didn't know a soul, right? So I go there, and they put me in this little box. Right as I'm in the box, they have a problem technically, and everything goes down. I can't refer, <laughs> I can't refer to any clips, and I can't take any calls. And I, back then, the show was two hours. I got two hours of me in this cubicle, and it was at that moment that the pressure of what the hell are you going to do, nothing can top that. So I conquered that failure in a box. Come on, an interview with a wonderful woman who has done some fantastic writing who just simply, you know, didn't want to talk about it. She's probably a little, she was wonderful, wonderful, and she's done some great writing. And, you know, maybe it was probably my fault, Michael, but thank you for noticing, and I appreciate the comment. I don't, not only that, I remember from when you used to, you used to call in that uh, you he should turn you into uh, a talk show host because that's what he, that's how he started, and I just, you know, you really got my chops this time because otherwise you're very good all the time, but this one was spectacular. Here we are. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving, my friend. Happy Thanksgiving, Michael. I appreciate it. Nick on the Northwest side. Hey, how you doing, man? It's nice to hear you. You too, you too. Thank you. I give thanks for you today, oh, amongst you. other things, but I include you too. Man. Oh, thank, thank you. For you. Being I appreciate that very much. Yeah. Thank you. You know, my understanding from several times of education, I went to Chicago Public Schools, by the way, so please don't hang up. But uh, right. I, my understanding was uh, over the decades that Columbus went that way, and he was a tremendous explorer and adventurer. He, he didn't chicken out about anything, man. He, he figured he had some understood, and he, he had it all figured out, and he went for it, you know, and that was a big thing to do at that time. But anyhow, uh, my understanding was that he was going towards the um, areas of Asia where it might have been India, might have been uh, China, but he figured he was going to go across India. But he saw the dark complexion people in the Bahamas and, and the general area around there, and he thought, well, these are the people in India, and he called them Indians. So uh, when I, I heard, as I heard your discussion with the lady there about China, you know, but 
and that wasn't where he thought he was at. I, as I understood, he was uh, thought he was in India. Yeah. Well, I will tell you, um, I, I I learned a lot from her book, Carol Delaney, who wrote um, numerous books. The Columbus and the Quest for Jerusalem is the book that she specifically follows Columbus's journey. But um, what I wanted to kind of get to is the way in which that's been misrepresented. And now we're, we have Thanksgiving celebration. Thanksgiving celebration now has turned into the fact where the pilgrims conquered the Indians, they killed them all in their village. It doesn't really mention how it really happened. And I, I, you know, I wanted to, her, to, her to bring into focus the fact that all cultures throughout history, from the Third Reich, Soviet Union, all of the communists, Cuba, they had to rewrite history in order to steal the future. And this is what we're living through right now. That's why our kids are coming home that, and saying, you, you know, slave owners, all white people are slave owners, all white people support. They, they're rewriting our own history. And what we're, we saw a few years ago was how they were rewriting Thanksgiving. It was only a few years ago that they started to do this whole thing where we imprisoned the Indians and, you know, we took the country and all the rest of it. When the reality is the pilgrims had stumbled on to America after a smallpox plague that had wiped out the village where they miraculously landed in the middle of a storm. They inhabited the, 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 the village. An Indian who had been taken prisoner by Spanish pirates and taught English had by happenstance returned. His name was Squanto. And he helped them. And the very first Thanksgiving is about 53 pilgrims who were joined by 80 Indian warriors in a celebration of peace and a feast where they later had target practice and enjoyed themselves. So I wanted to kind of get to all of that, but, you know, what are you going to do? She's written a lot of books, and it is what it is. So that's it, Nick. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, man. All right. Now, Misty, what is the name of this segment that we want to do here? Yeah, she's good. She's the turkey. All right, so it's the turkey award. And what I want you to do, I want you to name the biggest turkey. Because, see, being a child that grew up in the 70s and 80s, turkey didn't just mean dinner. It meant if you did something stupid, if you did something moronic, you were a turkey. It was an expression. It, was just, uh, it wasn't just Vinny Barbarino that said it. It was something that we used to say. So I want you to give me one person who you feel is the biggest turkey of the year. It can be a Republican. It can be a Democrat. It can be a politician. It can be a non-politician. It could be me. But you, if you hear it, you can't say the name again, all right? So, like, for instance, if you, uh, where, where is he here? High gas prices. Yeah. Now, you want to say Biden. Everybody wants to say Biden. If you can't say Biden. So what I want to choose, I'm going to take one from you. I'm going to start. And I am going to say the Turkey of the Year award goes to Adam Kinzinger. And that's the sound you're going to get. Adam Kinzinger is the biggest turkey of the year because what Adam Kinzinger did to me is he represents everybody who is so filled with hatred and contempt for a person, they abandoned every principle they said they stood for. And through their stupidity, through their turkeyism, through their moronic actions, they opened the door. For the kind of corruption, now it could be more nefarious because you could say he's in on it, and we could do that too. But through the actions of people like that, we are in a predicament we don't want to be in. So to me, that's how we're going to play the game. We're going to do it when I get back. 
and uh, I'm going to take all of your calls, and then we'll get through some of the rest of the clips. And then, by the way, in the following hour, we are going to do, normally we do Friday features. We're going to do uh, Thanksgiving Eve features with me. 312-642-5600. Grab a line now and give me your turkey of the year. All right, so I don't know if Misty's right or not, but according to Disney, Squanto also is why we have popcorn. You know I love that Squanto. Love that Squanto. All right, so you name your turkey of the year. Turkey of the year. And I want a dissertation as to why. Now, we've already lost a couple of callers because you can't have the same person. So you got to tell Misty what it is, and she'll tell you if we can get on or not. Teresa on the north side. Hey, Sean. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, thank you. Um, you know, I'm going to go with AOC because <laughs> she is as dumb as a rock. Or is she brilliant? She's got a bunch of people conned the whole time. Her and her campaign manager are raking in millions. In fact, this woman who says she's a socialist appears in $6,000 outfits if you add in the shoes. Right? Yep. They're missing all kinds of money. In fact, she is selling... Che Guevara T-shirts, one of the most infamous serial killers by any definition, a man who is responsible for tens of thousands of deaths and making money selling them at $30 a clip. Stupidity or that's genius? A good point. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know, you know. All right, very good. See, I have to recover. Right. You, you don't mind me trying to recover from my interview, although I did have a producer <laughs> text me and say, at least, at least you didn't say moron. I actually had an interview where I got an argument with the guy. I called him a moron. So this was just a wonderful old lady who didn't want to cooperate with me. Thank you very much, Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You handle it well. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Solomon from Buffalo Grove. Hey, I've been waiting for you to call. Oh, it feels so good. <laughs> so my turkey is, uh, is Tammy Duckworth. And, uh, and, yeah, this one is actually personal because I – because uh, after the uh, after the election this past year, I sent her a, I sent her a message uh, asking her to uh, to see if she could uh, if she could maybe do something to make sure that the uh, you know that there was like more election security. And she was like, "Oh, blah blah blah. Trump been uh, <laughs> uh, oh. Trump has been uh, uh, <laughs> has been doing this and that and whatever." She didn't even care. No, that, that that makes her tricky in my book for sure. <laughs> Did you know that in the in the bills that there both the infrastructure and the uh, the uh, reconciliation the trick the budget trick bill, there is actually a, an attempt to nationalize the absence of voter integrity in all these bills. So that's why. And another reason. Oh my God. What happened to the music? And another reason. I think from now on you should sign your e- emails Solomon the Great, because if I get an email. And it's signed by Solomon the Great. I'm answering that email. Have you given it any thought at all? Maybe. All right. I'll definitely uh, sign it that way if I send you an email. Thank you very much, brother. I appreciate it. Looking forward. That, ladies and gentlemen, was Solomon the Great. Uh, Kevin Elgin. Hello. How you doing? Wonderful. How are you? Uh, good. I have to say happy Thanksgiving, everybody, and God bless America first. Love and it. um. My turkey of the year is Mitch McConnell. Because he has jowls? Is it because he, he has exactly the jowls? Like yeah. Yeah, he looks like a turkey to me. Old lady face, that, Mitch. His wife's, yeah, his wife's a uh, 
Chinese nationalist who her parents uh, run a shipping company that has uh, direct ties to the CCP. That's absolutely very shady. It's uh, it's equally <laughs> as shady as Rosemount Seneca Falls. I mean, uh, uh, Rosemont Seneca Investments. It's it's just all disgusting, isn't it? It, it? It's unbelievable to me that they get away with this stuff. Well, they get away with it. I almost said a bad word. Yeah, that's all right. I, we all know what you mean, Durbin. Thank you. I appreciate it, Kevin, you, very sir. much. John and uh, Marengo. Hi, Sean. How are you, John? Hey, uh, so mine mine is the, the biggest turkey that you could possibly find <laughs> at any grocery store. J.B. Pritzker. Oh. Every sense of the word. You think his wife's pet name for him is Butterball? His wife's stuck in the mattress. She can't get out. Oh, the poor thing. Come on. I don't think there's any way. That's missionary. <laughs> but I like your optimism, John. Thank you very much. Yeah, there's no missionary. No, they're not looking at each other's face. That's for sure. Scott on the northwest side. Hey, Sean. How you doing? It's uh, after five. We can I- do an adult radio show here. Come on. There's nothing for the kids anyway. Go ahead. Hey, I just wanted to say uh, great save in that one segment. It was awesome. I'm a big fan of yours. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, the best, yeah, so is, my, the best my, is in my ear. In my ear. My producer's going, ear. we're going down in flames. We're going down in flames. <laughs> no pressure, John. I could save that son of a gun. But go ahead. It was a hell of a save, though. It, sh- it shows you're a pro. Uh, so my turkey is Superintendent David Brown. Ooh, nice pull. That's a nice. This is a guy who is at the helm of a police department that is going down. And I'm a. I just retired this year from the Chicago Police Department. Glad you retired. (laughs) Thanks. He is the epitome of what is wrong with this society. He was hired under the false premise that he understood being a victim of police violence because his son was killed by the police. Wow. Back in Dallas after he shot uh, a police officer. So wait a minute, the son shot a police officer? Yeah, and then he got killed by the police. And that's a, that's a victim of police violence? Yeah. yeah. That sounds well, like well, self-defense well, to me. Yeah. But now, here, we, well, why didn't did you yell out mutual combat? What would he yeah, have exactly. said then? Well, nowadays that flies, apparently. Yeah. So I let remember me ask back you in the thing. day when I was investigating gang shootings, they used to use that on a regular basis. Well, really? I thought that was something that Peanut had made up. I just learned something no. that was around before her. So let me ask you yeah, something, well, because I have contempt for, yeah. for, for I, I like when they promote guys who are actually on the job. But when you hire a guy from another area, he's not a Chicago mm-hmm. policeman. He just straps on that. He takes the uniform that you wore for I don't know how many years, and he turns it into a 27. costume for 27 years. Yeah. And he turns it into a costume, doesn't he? And he Correct. goes on with all yeah. the stars. Like, he didn't earn a lick of those, did he? No, no, he didn't. Not one of them. Not here, anyway. I don't know what his career is in Dallas, but uh, he did not earn him here. All right. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate that call, no and I appreciate you listening. Hey. Oh, I hung up on Scott. Damn it. It makes me mad. I didn't mean to hang up on you, brother. I didn't mean to hang up on you. Scooter, Southside. Hey, Sean, how are you? Wonderful. I cannot tell you. I, You're not I'm, Scooter uh, Libby, are you? No, right. no, I'm a different scooter from right. the south side over here. Very good. All right. South suburbs, I should say. Um, I'm, I'm giving it to a group of people that you despise. Anybody that voted for Biden. I love it. There's got to be a turkey. I love it. I, I, and I can't argue with you. Unless, of course, you're the guy from the Carlisle group. 
because it makes sense to me why they vote. After all, they own all these investments they just got into. And now, thanks to Biden and the Marxist mafia, they're going to make trillions, not billions, trillions. So them, it makes sense. But everybody else who's not in on the scam, the morons who just pay the high gas prices and the ramifications of the Demo- of, of the Biden administration, you're all turkeys. I love it. Thank you, Scooter. Thank you for calling. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Boy, I still feel bad I hung up on the copper. But he's retired now. So hopefully I'll bump into him on the beach. I'll be able to uh, apologize in person. Rich in Rosemont. Yes, Sean. Uh, the biggest turkey of all times is uh, Chief Justice John Roberts. Oh, I like that one. I like he that gave, one. He gave us, he, gave, he made up some something out of thin air to give us Obamacare. And then more recently, for the 2020 presidential elections, uh, like Pennsylvania, their Supreme Court, what they what they did during the election was unconstitutional, and he refused to hear any any contradictions to the 2020 uh, pre- uh, presidential election. So to me, he is the worst chief justice of all time. I got to tell you, these are all great, but I love this one. I love this one because people, most people, don't realize because of one Supreme Court justice who didn't didn't judge the case on its argument, actually recontorted the argument to fit so that we all are experiencing not just the absolute unmitigated failure and fraud of Obamacare, but massive, massive premium increases that nobody wants to talk about. And in fact, the government wants to continue to cover up. I'll tell you what, brother, you're in the lead. Thank you, Rich. I appreciate it. Happy happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. I appreciate it. Now, listen, I don't know if the girls are messing with me or not. Are you messing with me in there? There's no way we have two Solomons. So we will only have one Solomon. I believe the next call will be Solomon from Hobart, Indiana. Solomon? Hey, Sean. Love the show. Oh, thank you. My turkey, man, my turkey is Attorney Thomas Binger. (laughs) He looks like a dummy, doesn't he? Can you, you know, when I was a kid, People in high positions, they look like they earned them. You know, they had the three-piece suit on. Everybody was fit. This guy comes out. He's got the pop belly. He looks like somebody who should be on a, on a wall at a post office, and he turns out to be a state's attorney. I got These are all very good. I love it. Solomon, I love it. You don't mind if I don't Thank call you, you Solomon, do you? Um, I, I don't care. All right. Solomon, it's going to be. Thank you very much. We only have one Solomon. Uh, Anthony McHenry. Sean, thank you very much for taking my call. I love your show. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Mike, I've been wanting uh, to talk to you about Mike Pence. I've been waiting for the opportunity. That, as you're calling it, son of a dog, stood there like a lap dog when the Electoral College was being certified and didn't say a word. He just sucked on the Democrat nipple and didn't do anything. Now, I'm not saying that maybe he could have you know, stopped uh, what was going forward, but he didn't open his mouth. And what was worst about it is that a veteran was shot on the Capitol floor, and he did nothing. They, they just went through with the certification. No respect for that woman being shot. That, 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 has, that, has, that has bothered me since the moment it happened. I will never forget, I was sitting with Dan Proft, and I said to him, you know, we were watching it, and I said, are you, 
absolutely out of your mind? You couldn't take her by the hair and throw her on the ground. She had to be all of 110 pounds. And I, it just drove me insane. And to this day, the refusal to discuss it, Ashley Babbitt, the refusal to, to discuss it, it sickens me. And uh, it should be, it should be, it sh- it's just something that they were able to do that. Now, the other thing about Mike Pence, I didn't really care for him in the beginning. I you know, th- I want to say that. It's just the way, you know what, he, he acted like a good vice president, but there was something about him. I didn't trust him, you know? Yeah. I just, from the very beginning, of, and it turned out to be that when the going got rough and he needed to stand by uh, the president, he didn't do it. No, that's that's an unusual office. I almost now this is going to raise a lot of eyebrows. Do you know how it was originally supposed to be occupied? The vice presidency? Yeah, it was supposed to be the loser. Did you know that? Yeah, I'll tell you what. I think we'd be better off if you take a look at some of these vice presidents. God knows. I think Kennedy would have been better off because I don't believe for a minute Oswald did it. I think LBJ was up to his neck in it. We'll save that for a Conspiracy Monday. Thank you for the call, Anthony. I appreciate it. All right, I'm going to take the rest of your calls. i got two lines open. 312-642-5600. Boy, that'll start some, some, some calls right there. You mean he doesn't think Oswald did? No, I don't think he did it. There's no way three shots from the book depository. It might as well be a suppository. It's an excuse. Back and to the left. Shot came from the front. 312-642-5600. I like this segment. Misty Callahan was right. I think it was Marcus, though, right? Some big shot. I like it. You know, it's much better than going over the usual grind, right? I mean, did we really, I mean, we could talk about it. Did you see that in uh, Colorado, the mayor said you should wear your mask inside your house? Get the hell out of here. I'm so sick of these frauds and these lights. You're going to tell me to wear my mask with my family. I wish to God you could come to the house and tell me. I dare you. I dare you. See, but I don't want to get everybody all aggravated. It's the day before Thanksgiving. Let's have some fun. So let's pick out. Let's make fun of these son of a dogs, these dirty, rotten turkeys. Phil in Downers Grove. Hey, Sean. Uh, My major turkey, actually, it's a slam on a turkey, is Mary Lemansky, the uh, now former social media manager for the DuPage Democratic Party. Yeah, but if you had a turkey, now you know how... You've seen turkeys. We've seen turkeys all of our lives. If you saw a turkey with a with a beak like that, would you bite a turkey? Yeah, she is. That's what a, a despicable person. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Oh. And uh, Sean Casson's no better. I just was out on his website, and he still feels bad for the uh, victims in the Rittenhouse. Nothing about what happened up in Wisconsin. Yeah, I, 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 I know it. The girls are all yelling in my ear, you only get one turkey. But I'll tell you what, I like the way you put it. <laughs> I'm going to give you the turkey of Mary, and I'm going to give you the sidecar of the spoiled brat green energy heiress, Sean Caston. What do you think of that? Yeah, thank right. you. Very good. See? Phil, holiday, buddy. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. Phil, Phil got to. All right, fine. We're going to do that. George in Naperville. Why is everyone All right, Sean. Yes. My, my turkey is all the owners of these professional sports teams that allow their players to mar their costumes with all this political messaging. Well, I tell you what, I love it. And I'm going to tell you what right now I was going to say during the show at some point. I don't want anybody to watch these morons. I know it's going to be a lot of pressure Thanksgiving. We've got to watch these subsidized, spoiled D students as they run around all steroided up, chasing balls and throwing each other around. 
I'm not going to do it, though, George. And I agree. I like that pick. All right, so listen, if you're on the line, let's have a little more fun. We're going to continue this little segment, and then and then I'm going to have to dive into some of it. It's a Thanksgiving survival guide. Oh, you're going to like that. Where did I tell you that? But I'm going to tell you that after we clean up these calls and the top of the hour. streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I mean, we've been doing the show. It's great. Two hours we've been doing the show. Two hours. We even had a Rocky interview. Two hours. CNN's running the same story. The same story. This is what I mean. We are being undermined. This. How is this even a station? You know, if AT&T didn't own it, could it exist? Do you know how many of the ratings they get from just airports and businesses they keep it on? What a garbage station. Good thing nobody uh, has CNN as the turkey, although that would be a real good one. So now what we're going to do, I'm going to take the, I got three guys up, and we're going to take all of you because, as you know, I love the callers. Love them. And then we're going to change the little topic a little bit. And what we're going to do is survival tips with me. You give me a circumstance you're dreading tomorrow because I am the jerk-off specialist. I will tell you how to deal with every, with, yeah, that's a terrible that didn't sound right. I will tell you how to deal with every jerk-off you're going to encounter. I will tell you how to put them in their place and how to get through tomorrow. Whatever the circumstance, I will tell you how to do it. Good catch there, Bunny. Nice catch. All right. Uh, Mark in the West Verbs. Yeah, hey, Sean. See if you recognize these seven names. All right. Powell, Marshall, Stewart, Brennan, Douglas, Berger, and Blackman. Those are all lobbyists. No. No, they're the seven Supremes that gave us Roe v. Wade. Oh. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm going to give you, how about we just say the Supreme Court circa 1970, what was it, three? 1973. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much, Mark. I agree. You got me. Love it. Very good call. Mark, Northwest Indiana. Hey, Sean, you're excellent. You know, you're going to survive tomorrow's Thanksgiving well, as well as you survived that first interview. Um, <laughs> well, listen, hey, you, you I got to tell you, I got to tell you, the, the, the lady, and I, I'm, a, I'm a fan. She's written, I don't know how many books. And, uh, and I'm not making, she, she called us like 10 minutes ago and said, I'm ready for my interview. Poor thing, we, she's not doing well. So that's why. It was a, it was a terrible thing, okay. and we should have tried. You did, I you did tried. great. Oh, thank you, thank you. Go ahead. You did great. Hey, now, you, you, I'm going to give you something to look at over the holidays here. Since you keep mentioning Kennedy, look up James Files. He's the guy who actually shot Kennedy through the grassy knoll. He served time in the Joliet State uh, Pen. He was the hitman for the mob. Awesome documentary on this guy, James Files. All right. But, I'm going to look it up. Uh, and by the yeah, way, so I actually the- saw a boat in the harbor. I couldn't believe this. This was a little while ago. The boat's name was Grassy Knoll. I thought that was kind of funny. The next Go ahead. Uh, who's your hey, turkey? A whole flock of turkeys. A whole flock of turkeys. Uh, the teachers' union. Oh, good pull. 
Good pull. I like it. Thanks, Mark, for the call. I really appreciate it. Tom in Blue Island. Hey, buddy. How are you, kid? So my tur- my turkeys are the never-Trumpers for helping put this pimp in office while talking about conservatism. George Will, Joe Goldberg, Steve Hayes, Bill Crystal, Joe Walsh, and Tom from Deer Park. Well, I will say and this. I, can, I will say this. Don't yeah. you think – I wonder if they realize – that they actually, what they did to their own credibility. They realize. I mean, because I don't know if you know, jo- Jonah Goldberg and Stephen Hayes, those guys had, had, had a really um, nice thing going, and in, in, in some cases deservedly so, in, in particular Stephen Hayes. And the fact of the matter is they're, they have zero credibility. Their career is gone, and it should be. So I think it's uh, yep. I think it's fitting, but I like it. And uh, they did to Sean? themselves what almost nobody could have done. Yes. I want 20 seconds from you, buddy. Right. I want to tell you my political experiences from Rush Limbaugh. And when he died, I was pretty sure nothing was going to fill that void. But you and your show have. Oh. And it's for the same reason, humor. Leftists hate nothing more than being made fun of. And Russia's ability and your ability to make fun of them, it's crushing to them. It's the one thing they can't take is being laughed at. And I want to thank you for the show. You let us every, you know, you let us everyday guys spout off. You know, we're trying to hold on to this country. I fear we're not winning. But the one thing this country has that the other countries don't, conceived in liberty. This country was conceived in liberty, and so there's hope. I agree. And I just want to thank you. I got a chance to meet you this summer and a couple of the great guys. Oh, and thank uh, you, Tom. God bless you, and have a thank- great Thanksgiving, my friend. I really appreciate it all very much. I don't feel worthy, but I appreciate it. Thank you, Tom. I'm very thankful for that. Megan, Orland Park. Hey, Sean. How are you? Wonderful. How are you? I'm doing okay. Um, so, yeah, for the most part, um, the wonderful family I married into is conservative, right wing. There are there's a couple people that are so far to the left. So yeah. far to the left. They live in kind of insulated communities, uh, like Hampshire, Marengo, Hampshire. Um, so they talk about these things in the city but they're they're so insulated to it, you know. Uh-huh. But I wanted to talk about um I have a, a relative who I thought was going to come to a wedding I went to in the summer, but I anticipate she'll be out here soon. All right. And she works for Facebook. Really? <laughs> and it just, yeah, it just makes me gag. I just don't know how I would even attempt to be in a room with her. And um, I'll tell you this thing. She um, went ahead and when uh, Larry Elder was running, she, she said, oh, Phil, fill out this um, this thing saying that you want, um, um, what's his name, Gavin Newsom, to still be the governor of our state. And she was, like, sending the survey off to a bunch of people. And I turned around and said, are you kidding me? I think the I'll only reason you, why you want Gavin Newsom to I'll be tell you your, how I, your governor. I'll tell you how I would handle this. I would take pleasure, schadenfreude, if you will, in the fact that they have backed a political ideology, the Fourth Reich and the American Marxists, they have backed them financially. They have backed them with propaganda. And now that those, that Fourth Reich is in the positions of power, 
Facebook, ironically, stands to lose its position and be smashed apart by the very fascists they paid for in donations of in excess of $430 million, and that they steered and misled the American people, steered information, and acted as if they were uh, arbitrators of righteousness. And now those very people stand to break that company to shreds. I would enjoy the hell out of that. So if you have an opportunity to bump into her, I would not run from that opportunity. I would welcome that opportunity. And I would be sure to let her know between the tax breaks that they are trying to lobby with or between um, the, the fact that government now has its eye on destroying that company's independence, I would love that. And I think you should walk in there proud as a peacock and say, are you happy now? Now, did you get what you wanted now? So that, to me, is the, the yeah, best way to deal with her. Yeah. So you know what? I, I would say that to her face, probably, but I would not uh, do any sort of social media post. No, I don't even go on it, Megan. Oh, and, you know, yeah. I feel terrible because uh, a bunch of people, I, I had a Facebook account, and it's still there, and now the show monitors one. The show has one, and we have Jim for the studio who, who kind of watches it. And he's like, you know, all these people want to wish you a happy birthday, and, I, and I, I, I have the show. So I always say thank you to anybody that would do that, and I'm very grateful and humbled that people think of me and want to wish me a happy birthday. That's wonderful. But I will not be a pawn of Facebook who uses that data who uses the the good intentions of people and uses it to raise money the whole time stealing mm-hmm. it from the people not and not not compensating or being taxed on it and you know what's interesting i am looking so forward to the future when there are republicans that are back in the position and they understand the way that you you tax people who are harming or or doing something wrong is that you tax them and i'm looking forward for a republican plan to tax Silicon Valley and these companies that steal the information called data from all of the consumers, all of the people, and then profit from it. That's what should be the next issue that Republicans go and alleviate the taxes on, and the burden of the people that are making the money and making the world go around. So I think that, that uh, I'm looking very forward to a, a bright future where the Facebooks, the corrupt bastards that they are, will be taxed and broken apart in the future. Thank you very much, Megan, for oh. the call. I appreciate it. So we have a, a story that I want to get into, and it's a bunny story. And what it is is that bunny has to go, I don't want to be too specific, has to go to a Thanksgiving party, a soiree tomorrow. And the place where she's going is a relative whose spouse filed for divorce just a few days ago <laughs> after plans had been laid and people from both sides of the family are going to go to a couple's house who have filed for divorce and how to handle that. So I'm going to ask how you would handle it, then I'm going to tell you how I would handle it. So the lines are open. 312, Uncomfortable Thanksgiving is going to be devoted to the next segment and how you will handle the uncomfortable situations. A little little advice for me. 312-642-5600. Everyone knew what I meant. Yes, they did. Women. A specialist in dealing with those jerk-offs. Ah, <laughs> oh, boy. And I'll tell you what I mean. 
It infuriated me today, infuriated me to see Lori Lightfoot and her wife, these people who have destroyed the quality of lives of so many people, so many people, and take advantage of a holiday and come out. And I, uh, I can't believe the predicament we're in where we're allowing politicians to not only tell us how to live in this particular climate of the COVID reaction to the Fauci flu, but to come out and then pretend that they haven't destroyed things and everything's peachy king. I want to wish you and your family a very safe, happy celebration. There are a couple of things that you can do to ensure that your holiday is safe. First and foremost, everyone in your gathering should be vaccinated. The vaccine is by far the best way to protect yourself and your loved ones from the virus. Well, the data proves you're wrong there, Lurch. I could be wrong, but it seems to me there's been more deaths. No, Lurch. So how do you handle a family member that doesn't want to come to your house if they're vaccinated? I, I, I tell it very simply. Very simply. First of all, thank you. And I will be more than happy not to go to your house if you think that this experiment is working. Thank you. If you're siding with these fascist frauds like Lori Lightfoot and Herman Munster, thank you for identifying yourself as what you are, a follower, someone incapable to research, someone incapable to think, somebody who thinks you have the, the authority to tell other people what to do with their body. So I welcome this. And it now allows me to not go somewhere I didn't want to be in the first place because I don't know what it's like to uh, eat Thanksgiving with Lori Lightfoot. But I have to imagine it is worth missing. Fully vaccinated people can gather with other fully vaccinated people without any restrictions. Now, if you... This is America. It is America. You're the mayor, by the way, of a failed, corrupt city. That's all you are. That's all you are. You don't get to tell anybody how to do anything. I'm just more disgusted that there are actually human beings, actually American citizens, that are willing to listen to this, that are willing to take the advice of these fraudsters. Not to mention, they're very, very peculiar looking to me. Very peculiar looking. If are sick or experiencing any COVID or flu-like symptoms, you should not attend any gatherings even if you're vaccinated. This pandemic has impacted us in ways we never... You know, it's the age of cowardice. I remember being a kid. If somebody was sick when you were a kid, who ran over? Your grandmother, your grandfather. They came over to see how you were. Now, the age of cowardice. Stay away, stay away. Instead of recognizing the fact, 99.5 survival rate. 99.5. And I'm wondering if your kid is sick, if you're a parent, my... Young women as uh, daughters. And if they're sick, if I'm going to say, oh, no, I can't go over to the house. They're sick. I'm the father. What do you mean I'm not going to go? I'm going to go see how my daughter is. I'm going to risk it all. Because at that point, it's more important. But that's because I feel that way about my family. No more would I let a fraud like this tell me to put something in her body or my body. I'm wondering how you'd handle it. could have imagined. Let's continue taking the necessary steps to move past this chapter of our lives. We are incredibly blessed to have made it thus far and look forward to continuing vaccination efforts.
throughout our great city. This year, I'm thankful for the continued support of my family and, of course, the privilege of serving you, Chicago. Now is the time of year to pause and celebrate everything that we're grateful for, our incredible city, and to be thankful for our family and friends. I'll tell you what. Except for the ones who are unvaccinated, you stay, you stay out. I almost can't get through it with a straight face. I can't believe that we are in a climate where people like this are telling you how to live on a day to give thanks, a day to celebrate any way you see fit, any way you see fit. And now we have restrictions. I mean, this is one step above the mayor in Colorado that tells you to wear a mask inside if you're unvaccinated. And I'm wondering, in in all the years that you people have been alive and all of the things you've seen, politically or society in general, if you ever thought you'd live at a time when a mayor of Chicago would come out and tell you how to celebrate a holiday she was hell-bent on destroying. Let's go to the lines. Tim Glenview. Hey, Sean. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Just want to ask you a question. I got a very uh, disappointing email from my employer this morning saying that if I'm not vaccinated, I cannot work here. Uh, the only way I can work here is if I get, I can get weekly tests that prove that I'm negative. Uh, the company won't pay for it, but I would have to pay for it. So I just want to know if you were in my shoes, what, what would you do? I would take it as two, I would, one of two ways, and I would talk it over. Are you married? No, I'm single. Okay, no, I would, I, I, I would do one of two ways. I would, first, I would contact an attorney. And I'd sue the living Durbin out of him. I really would. Uh, because I believe this to be completely unconstitutional. And while I was doing that, I would take it as a sign. And I don't know how old you are, and I don't know what your circumstances are, but to me it doesn't matter. Because you sound like a wonderful guy, and I'm sure you're good at what you do, and I'm sure you could replace your job. And I know that that doesn't sound easy and it's not comfortable. But sometimes in life, to me, there are signs that you may not like. You may not like it, and it may be an uncomfortable sign. But to me, I would move on while I was suing. I would move on because at this particular point, if you go back, how, what are the terms you go back under? He knows he was able to knuckle you under and make you break a decision you had come to of your own accord. And from that moment on, he understands he's in control of your principles. You're not. So that, to me, that relationship is over with at the moment he feels he can impose his, his will on you, right? So well, he's, saying, he's saying he's not being prejudiced at all because he's like, if you, don't, if you want to be vaccinated, that's fine. You just got to be tested weekly. I understand, but he, I, I, I don't, I, I'm not certain that he can do that and I would test it. What he's doing is firing you. He's, in essence, firing yeah. you. So you could also you know, give him his own and go on, go on unemployment. He's firing you. Now, I think the government will side with him, and there'll be some sort of ramification that you won't like in the process, but I would, I would sue him. But I also would, would, would establish the point that you don't get to tell me what to do. You're simply the employer. If you don't see value in my job or you, you want to replace me, then fire me, which is what he's doing. Now you go to the court system to see, number one, if it's legal, and in the meantime, I wouldn't want to be there, and I'm sure you don't either, whether you come to that realization or not is the only kind of thing left. 
because I wouldn't want to do I that, right? I, w- I wouldn't even want to look at them every day. But you got to remember, brother, I'm not, I was a terrible employee, and I mean that. I was a terrible employee because I wouldn't allow myself to be put in these predicaments. I wanted to do a good job for me. I wanted to do a good job for the company. But I also think at this point, when somebody is willing to do this to you, that's not somebody I'd want to be affiliated with. So that, that's how I would view it. All right? Gotcha. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate I appreciate it. it. And by the way, no matter what, you're still going to be all right because you're already not looking for a handout. You're already not looking for somebody to, 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 to give you something. You just want what you want. So I think you'd be better off no matter where you go. All right? Absolutely. Thank right. you. Thank you. We'll be back with the rest of your calls. 312-642-5600. I think I did everybody a favor. I was going to come in. We have all the clips. Pippi lies stocking. That dimwit energy secretary, Granholm. Maybe I did a disservice. Maybe I should have went through them, but I thought we'd have a little fun today. It's after all. It's a holiday. Holiday. I say we have fun. Don and Carol Stream. Hey, my friend. I just want to thank you for your comment you made uh, when you said you'd do anything for your kid. Oh, As a father, that's so true. That you know, if your kid's sick, you run to him. Yeah, go see him. You run to it, it your doesn't sick. Doesn't matter. Kids. You go see him. It's so outrageous. You know, it's like the father in the father in Waukesha, Wisconsin. When the car was charging him, he didn't run and hide. He took his kid and threw the kid all the way and took and took the hit of the car himself. Yeah, so that's a parent. It's the know? age of the cowardice right now. Where Lori Lightfoot and her wife, who looks a lot like Herman Munster. Tell you how to live your life. <laughs> it's preposterous to me, Don, but I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. You too. You too. Suzanne Midway. Hello. How are you, Sean? I'm good, Suzanne. How are you? What do you think? I'm Should great. I have went just all through the news and just kept the pedal to the metal, or do you think it's all right that we kind of took tonight off a little bit? With the, no, uh, no, stay away from Biden. I don't want Biden on my holiday yeah, or Saki or anybody. But yeah. I wanted to tell you, so I'm a substitute teacher. I'm not your typical teacher. I love your show. I love Dan and Amy and everybody that is conservative. So yeah. they started doing tests for teachers in the school, but I didn't want all of my teacher coworkers to know that I was probably the only one unvaccinated because they would probably put me in a closet. So... There are places that do totally free testing. I have gone since September weekly. I do the saliva test, not the one in the nose. And um, within like a day or two, you get your results back. And I send it to the secretary that I'm negative, 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 and all is good to go. But imagine imagine if you had to get it every week to go to work. I do. I do. Yeah, you do. But what? how do they make you wait a day or two? Do you... What do you just get it done on Friday? You have, to have them sent in. You have to have them sent in by a certain day. So, like my, my day to send them in is Monday. So, I just as long as I have results in by Monday. So, if I go in like on a Thursday or a Friday or even Saturday, the results come back to you, and you just email it to them. Huh? Do they, are they at all aware of the fact? I'm, and I'm curious when I I, I, I want to know the real answer. You do see that this year there were more deaths, and I don't mean you. Uh-huh. I don't mean you. I mean, like, is this ever brought up? to these unions and to the schools and all the rest of it. There no. are, there, the breakthrough no. cases and all the rest of the facts of the matter, it, it, in fact, in some instances, it, it may look like they're transmitting it more to people who are vaccinated than unvaccinated. Well, that's what I tell the, some of the workers. I say, well, you're vaccinated. You could still be spreading it. And here, I'm the only one getting tested, and they could be the ones that are getting everybody sick. I never thought I'd live through a time when it seems like 90% of the people have lost the entire 
point of common sense and looking at things objectively. And it's mind-boggling. But do you agree with me that if you were not in this circumstance, so you're part of a, I mean, you're a teacher. It's a different system. You don't have one boss. You have a bureau, a bureaucracy of bosses. Mm -hmm. If you were in a, a setting where you had to deal with one boss and he then told you that, could you continue to operate in that system? I could not. Could you? No. No. All right, good. So, no, so you, it's bad enough when they when they look at you and like the mask and everything. It's like, oh my god! By the time I leave, I'm like oxygen, brain dead. And then dealing with the kids to try to tell them, put your mask on, put it over your nose, put the mask on, put it over your nose. It's an endless battle. So it just seems to me like they're blind mice and they're looking to sound like they have some sort of answer. And they're the the fact that they're doubling down with this authoritarianism, it makes me sick number one but it also i didn't think it could happen in a country that was built on the enlightenment i really didn't all the, everything right. everything this country is about is about my individuality and my liberty my circle of liberty and i don't know if you can even say that anymore and i'm wondering how you're going to teach in the future when you realize that the principles of what america and the enlightenment and what we're about freedom in, in general have been broken and i don't know how you're going to how they're going to talk about this in the future i'm curious though well, it's sad because a teacher you have to hide if you are a have an R by your name or C conservative by your name because <laughs> yeah. the union all they do is badmouth you and just tell you who you're going to vote for. And I'm like, oh my god. Well, feel you're free to steal my, my line about rewriting history to steal the future. I like that. I should have copywrote that, but I can't. Instead, the girls want me to copyright. Well, you have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you, you too, Suzanne. I appreciate the call very much. All right, now we're going to do. Go ahead, Bonnie. Cue the music. Let's all go to the live. Let's go to the movie. It's time for Friday Features with Sean. And now, on with the show. All right, so JFK Revisited is my pick. And it's, it's, a, it's a documentary. It's Oliver Stone. And it talks about so many things other than just the fact that Oswald did not kill JFK. It kind of ties into what, how, how I led the show off with corporatism. It shows that what was at stake and how America was forever changed, not, not simply because JFK had been assassinated, but the numerous, numerous other, other atrocities the government committed after JFK out of the way. Now, I didn't agree with JFK on many, many things. I will argue with anybody that his tax policies were more conservative than 80% of the Republicans elected since him. There's no question about it. But he had an unusual foreign policy. In fact, it was very, very similar to Trump's foreign policy. He was an anti-interventionist. He had to be taken out of the way. Otherwise, you would have never had Vietnam. And the powers that be, the corrupt bastions in our government, needed that to happen. What Oliver Stone does is prove beyond the shadow of a doubt the corruption in our country went up parabolic after JFK. So I didn't like a lot of his policies. I thought he did a lot of things wrong. But if you take a look at what was at stake, and then you take a look at the ridiculous excuses do you know they want you to believe that the, the bullet was found on the stretcher? There is so much to know about this, and I really thought he did a wonderful job. 
and I highly recommend, rather than watching subsidized students on steroids, chase balls and costumes over the week or over the Thanksgiving and the weekend. You take the time to look at JFK Revisited. I only have one. How many do you have? That is the question. Dawn in Naperville. Hi, how are you doing, Sean? Very good, Dawn. How are you? I'm good. I appreciate that substitute teacher uh, standing up. You know, the, the, the people making these uh, decisions about the kids masking up, you realize that these same people, same power structure, only 34% of our kids can read at fourth grade level. I mean, it's, it's just ridiculous. But when you played that clip from, from Lori Lightfoot, I, I thought of uh, Sebastian Montescalco. Have you ever seen Aren't You Embarrassed, the comedy skit? I did not. Oh, okay. Well, that's something to watch on Thanksgiving. If you haven't seen it, you need a good laugh. You need to get away from your family members who are driving you crazy. Yeah. you got to watch Sebastian Montescalco. Aren't you embarrassed? All right. I love it. Thank you, Dawn. I could use a good laugh, and I'm looking forward to doing that. Thank you very much for the call Aww. and the comments. I really appreciate it. Do I have to go to I don't want to go to break. Do I have to go to break? I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm going to take John, and I'm going to take the rest of you after break. John Lincolnwood. <laughs> John, did you watch Old Henry yet? I have to confess I didn't. Don't be mad at me. I've been very busy, brother. I've been very busy, but I, I do remember. Now. You know what? Hey, but I found it for you. It's on Amazon Prime in 4K. That's all I need. That's all I need hey, is go, Amazon. I'm I telling you, right. I, I uh, it's a great Western. You will love it. If you don't love it, I don't know. I'll pay, I'll pay you. you don't, for uh, your time. If I don't love it, here, I'll, tell you, I'll make you a bet because I was supposed to watch it. Here's what we'll do. If I don't right. if I don't love it, you come to the cigar store and you buy me a cigar. If I do love it, you come to the cigar store, cigars on me. We got a deal? Okay. That sounds perfect. All right, very good. And perfect. make sure you enjoy your Thanksgiving, all right? Make sure you have a great Thanksgiving, Sean. I appreciate it, John. Thank you so much. Take care, buddy. All right, after this, we're going to take the rest of your calls, and then I'm going to tell you what I'm thankful for. 312-642-5600. Love to eat turkey. <laughs> Love to eat turkey, cause it's good. Love to eat the turkey like a good boy should. Cause it's turkey to eat, so good. A turkey for me, turkey for you. Let's eat turkey in a big brown shoe. Love to eat the turkey at the table. I once saw a movie with Betty Grable. See, that's why. that turkey. We threw out all the clips that were going to aggravate everybody. Throw them all out. We're not going to do that. We're just going to have fun. It's Thanksgiving. Let's have a good time. Paul in Des Plaines has a good movie. Sean, I love your show, man. I, I love your, your very opinionated uh, the, <laughs> the movie. Uh, I love The Godfather. But uh, I got to say, I heard, I heard the, other day, the other day about this, this, uh, this whole uh, thing about this woke, this woke garbage. I just hate it. Yeah. You you hit it right on the head. It it should be all about character. Yep, it should be. And I wish, and we needed to I get wish, back to that. I wish somebody would just step up and just just erase all this woke crap and just go with with. It's a person's character, not about race. Exactly right. Exactly right. And I and, think we will win in the end. I really do. I really do. Okay, Sean. Have a good holiday, man. All right. Did you give me the movie? Oh, Godfather. Yeah. You forgot the movie, the whole thing. All right, very good. Well, we're going we're gonna to do the movie. Thank you very much. All right. Okay. I hung up on you. Sorry, brother. Here's what I wanted to get to because we're running. I, it is a fast show. Now, listen, this is a, something, you know, I normally, 
kind of know what we're going to do, and I wanted to, to, to drive home the point that we are going to win, and I do that through exposing the failures and the foibles and the obvious corruption of what we're dealing with. But every now and again, you need to take the time off. But here's what I'm thankful for. Believe it or not, I'm so thankful that we are living in this time to put up this fight. It's going to take people with character and will. This is an exciting time to live. They say the greatest generation is the one that fought off the original National Socialist Party. Right? That's the greatest generation. And they were, unquestionably. They understood the enemy. And they understood that they had to push back against it. Or it would forever change the course of the world, the entire world. We are living in very similar times. I truly believe this. We are living in a time of these, these corrupt collectivists who believe themselves gods among men. They're misusing and abusing law. It was supposed to be our shield to be their spear. This is an exciting time to be alive and push back against what is the greatest threat to the world. To the world. There is no utopian Marxism, communism, and socialism. The reason that this country is the way it is, is because it opposes each and every one of those philosophies. We are here to fight against that. That's what I love. That's what I'm thankful for. I'm also thankful for the show. Because this show gives us the platform to do that, to achieve that. That's why I'm thankful. And that's what I am celebrating tomorrow. Now, to go back to the original intention. We had Keith Conrad, who really doesn't do much here. Except he walks around, and I believe he's a boss. We had Keith Conrad hit the streets, and we had him on a very special Thanksgiving to a very special Thanksgiving attempt by a radio station to really bring joy and turkeys to the people. Oh, yes, I can see it now. It's a, it's a helicopter, and it's coming this way. Helicopter. It's flying something behind it. I can't quite make it out. It's a large banner, and it says... Uh, circling the parking area now. I guess it's looking for a place to land. No, something just came out of the back of the helicopter. It's uh, a dark object. Uh, it's a skydiver. Coming to, to the earth from only 2,000 feet in the air. The third. There's no parachutes yet. swear to God, by all I know, I thought turkeys could fly, Keith. I didn't think it would go that bad. I had a great time. Have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy yourself. Watch a movie. Don't watch these spoiled brats in their costumes. And stay away from Democrats. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.